What about uh, Jingle? Jingle all the way. He was a barbarian. No, he got it. He got through all his problems without muscles. <laughs> I don't think that's true, actually. I think that was a joke. He was like this huge dude. He couldn't do anything in the shopping montages. <laughs> Soccer moms running past him like, I can't punch. Like, no, Arnold, you're in a mall. You're just trying to buy a toy. Jingle All The Way was a great movie. Yeah, we should watch that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Monsters and Multiclass, your Dungeons and Dragons fix. I'm Kevin Odie. I'm Jared Mornigal. And I'm Will Milton. And we'll be hanging out with you for a while to talk about everything and anything D&D related. This week we're taking a look at the Barbarian Ranger Multiclass, and then later on the Bahir from the Monster Manual. So pull the chair and stick around for a while. Stumbled a bit. I really want to just track our progression of the intro, like from the very, very first like promo one to I now. I can't sit through the first one anymore. I was trying to figure out how we used to pronounce Morning Canons and went back to listen to some early episodes. Uh huh. I like just cringed through the entirety of the first intro. Do you mean our actual first episode? Yeah, episode one. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was talking about even like the one we did that's never been released. Oh, magical episode zero. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if we ever really did one for that. Like we had no we had something yeah was, oh and we didn't even have our name yet mm-hmm. I, I don't even want to say it it's so bad i don't either <laughs> so that's going to be a secret only for our patreon subscribers <laughs> we don't even got one of them yeah. uh <laughs> yeah all right no subscribers and no patreon no well no, i know patreon yeah yeah uh, at least no tears to it i set it up just because that's a and whole different thing did nothing with it anyways that's fine. who wants to talk about a multi-class <laughs> which is the barbarian ranger so, uh, Barbarian is the uh, martial class that is centered around raging, which gives them some damage resistance, some extra damage, and they are just a, a beefcake that just keeps taking <laughs> hits and keeps dealing them out. The Ranger is a also a martial class. It's a half-caster, focuses on nature in some way, monster hunting, and being good at very specific things. <laughs> Like going through terrains and hunting specific monsters. They're going to be a strength requirement on the barbarian side of 13. Ranger has 13 decks and 13 wisdom. So we've got three skills that need to be met, which is always a bit of a bummer, but that's all right. Let's see how they stack up. Kevin, first thoughts on this multi-class. I think this could actually be really solid. You're going to have to play the ranger and not the stereotypical way. Like a dex-based ranged ranger is right. not going to work with us. You need to be a melee strength ranger, which is not what people first think. But I've actually played that. It can be done. And then fold in a barbarian into that, I think, could be really great. Yeah, and then you- the three stats of strength, dex, and wisdom are not three stats to be bad at, especially for a barbarian. It's true. So I think this could be a really solid one. Definitely. Will? Yeah, it's. I was thinking the same thing you this is a very pigeonholed situation where you can't abandon strength as a barbarian in any capacity ever at all. It's just never going to happen. So, you know, you're stuck with the strength ranger. I think the flavor goes pretty well. They both have their same kind of general origin kind of on the fringes of society. Yeah. That same primal natural, natural spirit. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I think that's, that's the first thing that came to mind as well is you just have to take the, the ranged aspect of a ranger and just throw that out. To be completely honest, you're mm-hmm. losing basically everything from the barbarian class. If you 
do anything ranged. It just has to be melee based. Yep. You might be able to try some finesse weapons, but well, I, I mean with throw javelins and stuff, but oh, you're yeah. not getting the benefits of rage and no, you don't get your, and... you don't get your rage bonus from throwing a javelin. If I remember correctly, it is specifically a melee weapon attack, a melee strength weapon attack. I don't think it says strength. Mm-hmm. So it can be a finesse. No. Where, where does it say that? Yeah, it's melee. When you make a melee weapon attack using strength. Using strength? Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Barbarian everything is strength. Yeah. Um, so they're really strict about that one. So it really comes up where, you know, you're right. Being good in decks is not bad, but it's probably going to be pretty easy to just ignore decks. Get it to 13 and then. I'll put it to 14. Get the plus two. Sure. I mean, it's always beneficial. It's right. going to increase your AC and it's going to increase your dex saves which are always very very common well that was actually one of the the first things i brought up with with ac um in in my notes but the ac is actually a little bit tricky it depends on how you want to go about it barbarians get their unarmored defense which is 10 plus their constitution modifier plus their dex modifier so that's heavily reliant on two skills and we're already having to be reliant on strength and uh wisdom as well yeah so if you want to go the unarmored route you're going to be pretty spread out in your in your abilities. That's four that you now have to at least think about. Maybe right. you ignore wisdom because you're not doing too much spell casting, but it's still something you have to pay attention to. Barbarians can wear medium armor. The only thing they lose is some unarmored movement, which gives them 10 additional feet of movement, which is good. No, it's just heavy armor. That's it. I, uh, really you, at fifth level your speed increases by 10 feet while you aren't wearing heavy armor then same with like raging if you aren't wearing heavy armor you could rage oh yeah so they could do medium armor which is it's kind of a weird thing because they have no reason to be able to wear heavy armor you'd have to go out of your way to get that yeah right uh, yeah like multi-class fighter multi-class and the barbarian they're just trying to keep a little balance so you're not a raging barbarian yeah I'm, so, I'm sure somebody saw this like yeah this guy can't have played it's gonna break it <laughs> <laughs> But you can get to the same AC without it if you're going yeah. unarmored. But I think overall, uh, wearing armor is probably going to end up a little bit better for you. Probably. Just because I'm thinking if you have your 14 dex and then 14 constitution, your armor would be 14. Right. Which is not really that good. Right. I mean, you can throw a shield on it. But you can always throw a shield on it. Right. There's like, you know, it doesn't matter if you have armor, if you don't have armor, right. you're allowed to have a shield. So it almost becomes not even part yeah. of the conversation. I, I would go with medium armor and then with 14 dex was perfect for it because it caps at adding 14 to it. So you get like right. six, 17 or 18 AC, depending on if you want stealth or not. And then rangers get a fighting style. Yes. And when you are looking at the barbarian and what really meshes with that, you're a little bit limited. Uh, their fighting style options are archery, which we already said ranged weapons kind of just throw them out that gives you a plus two bonus to attack rolls made with a ranged weapon not worth it you're you're a barbarian defense that gives you a plus one to your ac if you're wearing armor right that's That's great yeah Yeah. so but you have to go with that medium armor which i honestly think is going to be your better bet the other option is kind of going a different direction entirely and just ignoring the ac and maybe taking the dueling which is when you are wielding a melee weapon in one hand and no other weapons, you gain a plus two bonus to damage rolls with that weapon. So in that case, you could really just kind of, maybe you you go unarmored because you're just not worried about it, or you still can have the armor. It doesn't really matter. Um, But you can focus more on just being a damage dealer. 
So it really actually kind of changes it, it up. Damage dealer with some AC. Some I, AC. I, I, people, people smarter than us have done this math. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure it works out too. He wielding like a two-handed weapon is still going to out damage a one-handed weapon plus with the plus two. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think. Right. Right. So unfortunately, Rangers do not get the fighting style for the two-handed weapon with mm-hmm. the rerow ones and twos. Which sucks a little bit. So I, I would say probably take the defense one, give yourself plus one AC, and then we have like a great sword or a great axe or whatever. Guys, guys, two weapon fighting. Come on. Oh sh- shit, I forgot about that. So why would two weapon? I don't really so, like two weapon fighting that much, to be explain honest. Explain what it does first. Two weapon fighting, the biggest thing is any any character, if they're holding an offhanded light weapon, they can make a bonus attack. An attack that's an extra attack. But you don't get your damage bonus from whatever uh, skill you're using. This is as a bonus action, correct? Yeah, that's yeah. two yeah. weapon fighting for everybody. Right. Now you can add your plus to strength to this attack. So we're adding another attack to the Barbarian. And the Barbarian also gets a flat bonus to every attack he makes. While raging. In damage, while raging. So that's a great addition. While raging, it's not that... There is an advantage to hitting three times with, uh, like one-handed axes versus two times with a greatsword. And that's the flat bonus. Especially if you get your stats really, really high, that three attacks is crazy. That's Right, you're getting plus five each time. You know, 15 for three attacks right there if you had plus five to your strength. Right, right. But then there is also the idea, if you if you pick up a feat, great weapon master, the mind, where you could do the minus five to your attack plus 10 to damage. I hate that one. It <laughs> might be, again, it's... I'm not even going to, I don't remember what it came out to be. People have absolutely theory, theory crafted this and have charts and tables and arguments about different things. So look them up. It's way outside the scope of what we're doing here. But if you want to be truly optimized, there are stuff out there. Otherwise, just pick what you kind of like. Um, great Weapon Master is going to be high risk, high reward. We're dueling with a shield and one-handed weapon. Yeah, more AC. Yeah, more AC, but okay damage or the two-handed weapon is going to be more consistent damage because you get to attack three times and add. So, which that's kind of not my approach to it. I don't usually do it based on the well. If you go the great weapon master with the great (laughs) weapon master feature, average damage output assuming an AC eighteen enemy is one point seven five points per round greater than the next one down of dueling. I stopped listening. What were you talking about? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you rolled three ones. (laughs) Um, But no, I mean, that's what's nice. All of these fighting styles, that's three of the four fighting styles a ranger can choose from, all just really shape how you play your barbarian ranger multi-class, but none of them are particularly bad. It's really just what you want to do. If you want to be the raging barbarian with two hand axes just whirling in there, great right. go for it if you want to be more of like using the ranger side to kind of balance out the meat-headedness of a barbarian then go with the the dueling and maybe you're more like tactical than just run in there and and start swinging right uh so i think that's what's what i really liked about the the fighting styles is they actually complement very very well which right they almost always do with the martial classes it's but, the point of them yeah but you know again it, it changes up the character i think a, a very good amount right um with also if you go the dual wielding mount route there's the feat i forgot the exact name of it like two weapon fighting or something like that where basically one of the weapons does not or not the weapons do not have to have the light property which is kind of a big deal yeah so yeah. light property weapons are capped at a d6 so you could then like dual wield simtars or something dual wield repairs yeah Ugh. <laughs> I don't like it, but you can. 
I, I would do like scimitars or something. Like, yeah. we have long swords. That'd be cool. I think scimitars. Or battle axe. Aren't scimitars light? Or no? I'm sorry. It, oh, some they reason, are, yeah, no, we right. made it heavy for this campaign. You're right. You're right. Not Remember? heavy, but not well, no, light. it was heavier. That's the flavor yeah. of your scimitar. Well, that's right. I, re- I, I forgot it. A yeah. rapier. You're right. Into a special longer. So normally you've got so your long swords or like battle axes or something. Right. That made me really happy though because we we've mentioned it a bunch of times in this. Like just if you have a rogue, reflavor or rapier to like literally anything else, and you were playing a rogue, and I was just like, hey, what do you want besides a rapier? <laughs> like please, please let me do this. <laughs> But sorry, you could do like battle axes, a barbarian dueling 1d8 battle axes. Mm-hmm. Perfect. A flail? Ah, two flails? That sounds like a cool. really good way to hurt yourself. Something yeah. <laughs> more like a flail and a battle axe. Also good. Yeah, I mean, it's... Mix the damage types. That comes up every now and then when you fight skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> One issue that I found right out the gate was Hunter's Mark. So Hunter's Mark yeah. is like the bread and butter of Rangers, but it's concentration. So Hunter's Mark is a spell that you can cast as a bonus action as a Ranger. You tag somebody with your Hunter's Mark and you do 1d6 additional damage every time you hit that creature, which comes out to an average damage of, was it three or four? I forget how average damage works. doesn't matter. Of four? 1d6? Four. Yeah, four. Yeah. So it's an average damage of four that you're now missing out because as a barbarian, if you're raging, you can't cast or concentrate on spells. Right. So that's a lot of damage you're actually losing out on. Yeah, that, that was the biggest biggest downfall. This is the rain. Pretty much all of the ranger spell list are a lot of them are combat or concentration spells. Right. So it would be a little wasted. You have to be a little careful on it. That being said, though, if you're mainly a ranger and dip into barbarian, you get what two or three rages a day, based on how far you go into it. Two at, at low levels. Yeah, like you're not going to do it every encounter. Well, so that's kind of like you do that every encounter. It's like if rage is a thing you want to do every encounter, go for it because you've always got your backup spells. That's like two play right. styles per day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like if you have your six to eight encounters today and only two rages, you rage on some of them, use your hunter's mark or whatever. It gives you some others. versatility. Yeah, is what I'm hearing. And that's that's not bad. There's nothing wrong with that, especially if you are, you know, the rage can kind of be the, the thing in your back pocket because it does give you resistance to almost all physical damage, depending on where you go. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. But um, normal rage flat out gives you resistance to bludgeoning, slashing, and piercing. piercing yes thank you uh so it definitely makes you a lot more tanky which is good mm-hmm. if you throw in the barbarian in there yeah it's extra good this is just one of the small nitpicky moments it's really bothered me you did not order them in the order it's always listed in the book what's it always how's it always listed bludgeoning piercing and slashing okay why is it ordered like that i don't know bludgeoning piercing slashing alphabetical i, see, no, I don't see any pattern <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Kevin. I know I ruined this entire podcast. <laughs> this is our lost episode. We're deleting it. End of episode. So, but yeah, so yeah, if you make it to third level, take the totem route and then pick the bear. I mean, that's great. It's, right. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, resistance the, to every damage type except for psychic. Every time I look through the totem warrior. It's just such an obvious pick is taking that bear one at uh, at third level. The only reason why you'd pick anything else is either for flavor or if you are specifically saying, I'm not trying to optimize here because I want to like right. play something else. Yeah. Or if like you're a rogue getting wolf could be nice because you give yourself advantage. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. I've there's seen there's that some actually. stuff like that. You know, if you're not 
wanting to be the person taking the hits. Other ones could be okay. If you're just going straight barbarian, though, it's almost always best to just go with that bear. It's hard to pass. It's really hard. Then going forward, it it becomes it's not like bear every single time is the best. But I don't know. We, We had the one campaign where we had the just straight barbarian up to like level 13 14 or something storm king slender yeah. it was impossible to kill him <laughs> except for mind flayers everything besides mind flayers could not touch him and mind flayers weren't even fair it was like two rounds and he's like what do i do i'm not resistant to everything <laughs> ha, psychic damage psychic damage it's like saving throw you're unconscious <laughs> 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 so that's like a rite of passage i'll always say if you have a barbarian in your party you have to throw mind flayers at them one time just to remind yeah. them that they can die. <laughs> yes. And then an intellect devourer to really drive it home. Those are the ones that will eat your brain and take control of your corpse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's actually horrible because now the intellect devourer has a barbarian <laughs> under its control. Oh. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Um, so let's talk some role play. Uh, what makes sense here? I think there's a couple subclasses that really speak to me, but what are you guys thinking? I mean, really anything. It, it's almost the type of thing where you don't really need character moments to, I'm a ranger and now I've evolved into this barbarian. It's just kind of like from the beginning, your personality and fighting style fits this and you just kind of grab them from both. I think there's yes. uh, some very, very obvious ones. And the biggest one, even mechanically, I like Hunter. But a Hunter is very, very, very generic job title right it happens to fit well with the mechanics of the ranger so there's no reason that you wouldn't be like a tribal barbarian slash hunter that's just like two skill sets you can pick up at once so that's a really obvious one right right but i would argue that a barbarian and a horizon walker don't really have that same synergy the horizon walker is like i (laughs) find portals to different dimensions and stop other material or other planes encroaching on mine and I don't really think that one has that's, the same. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, you can make it work, but yeah. how about your ancestral guardians assigned you to be the portal hunter to prove? Oh, see, so, you got to go with like yeah, the weird the spiritual ones, and the weird and yeah. weird, the double weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I see that. I do like ancestral guardian. Oh, stop saying that. Why? <laughs> you always say it so ancestral. I said it right. Ancestral <laughs> guardian. I said it right this time. God, Good like job, Chan. <laughs> episode two and four or something like that it's just fun to bring up at this point i do one that i didn't think i would like at first but ended up really gravitating towards is gloomstalker uh so gloomstalker is specifically like an underdark type ranger darkest places in earth deep in the earth and gloomy alleyways and primeval forests and whatever else uh so primeval i can't pronounce yeah okay you said it right okay good you guys always give me weird looks i think i should just get used to that so i mean i think that can go well with really any of the barbarian ones um you know if you totem warrior not so much because a lot of those ones are like surface animals but if you wanted to do like the um ancestral guardians sure why not berserker that's an easy one berserker is really the easiest one for any of them because it's just like you're a barbarian and you're extra mad but i liked the gloomstalker as a three level dip because of the dread ambusher which is their good yeah that's Mm -hmm. their third level ability you can give yourself a bonus to your initiative rolls equal to your wisdom modifier which you at least have to put something in it'll be at least plus one at the start of your first turn of each combat your walking speed increases by 10 feet 
If you take the attack action on that turn, you can make one additional weapon attack as part of that action. And if that attack hits, the target takes an extra 1d8 damage of the weapon's type. And you get dark vision, which can just be really nice, or increase your dark vision's range by 30 feet. And the whole thing of you just are hidden from things that rely on dark vision or are relying on dark vision. As a three-level dip, you're getting a lot. And on top of all of that, you get Disguise Self, which is a very good out-of-combat spell. And otherwise, rangers at low levels just don't get any of those. Right. Any of the other um, uh, third-level spells that you get, like for Horizon Walker, Protection from Evil and Good. That's a concentration spell and comes up seldomly. Uh, I think Monster Slayer gets one as well. Protection from Evil is good as well. It's just not. With the Barbarian, it's not really gonna... It's not that great. Disguise Self, I could see that coming up. Yeah, for sure. I kind of love the Umbral Sight with the Barbarian, the the part where you're... If if something's relying on Dark Vision to see, you're invisible to them. Mm -hmm. So let's say you're level 17 barbarian berserker totem or like zealot one of like just the big scary ones that just go ape shit three levels into this and you're fighting somebody who could see in the dark and realize you're a human you can't so they like snuff the lights and now this (laughs) huge hulking fucking tank of a person who's trying to kill you just completely invisible yep advantage on every single attack and that reminds me of predator so i like it even more the part where Arnold just covers himself in mud and he's like hidden to the predator. No, it's not yeah. very similar, but that was a really cool scene. <laughs> it was kind of similar. Kind of be, he's be a barbarian. More like the barbarian ranger is the predator in this situation. I don't know, man. Cause they turn invisible. No, but they rely on dark vision. They relied on heat. Vision. They relied on heat. Yeah. Vision. Yeah. So now he like made himself invisible to things that relied on heat by covering himself in mud. Yeah. So he was the hulking barbarian. I think this works. He was a barbarian actually. in a different movie, man. <laughs> fair but isn't he a barbarian in every movie no that's what about uh jingle jingle all the way he was a barbarian no he got it he got through all his problems without muscles (laughs) i don't think that's true actually i think that was a joke he was like this huge dude he couldn't do anything in the shopping montages soccer moms running past him like i can't punch no arnold you're in a mall you're just trying to buy a toy Jingle All the Way was a great movie. Yeah, we should watch that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really liked the idea of Beastmaster and Totem Warrior, just for flavor. Flavor, yeah. But, of course, Beastmaster isn't that great. Um, Maybe if you're going the Variant Ranger, I could see it working. How about you take your pet, like your dog or whatever, and you add like totems for it that are super mediocre? What do you mean? Yeah, so you like replace bear with totem of the dog. Oh, okay. And it like is like an ineffective alarm spell. <laughs> <laughs> or you get like well raging advantage on perception steps that rely on smell. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, fucking great. <laughs> totem of the cat. <laughs> You're really good at taking naps. Yeah, you, you, no yeah. one can interrupt your long rest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, as a um. You know, as, as the player's handbook, Beastmaster probably would ignore it. Um, but I think flavor-wise works really well. And if you're using the variant, could probably work pretty well as, as well. One of the issues with this multi-class, though, that always comes up when you're talking about two martial classes, 
at level five, they both get multi-attack. Unless you're using the variant rogue, in which case it depends, but most of the them do. The ranger. Yes, sorry, ranger. But every one that you'd want to take is... Besides yeah, the Beastmaster. All of them except Beastmaster get right. multi-attack anyways. Yeah. Yep. So. so overall, that becomes a, a... In my opinion, it's always really, really hard to justify going to fifth level and beyond in two martial classes. They get the multi-attack, yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah. I can't think of a reason why you do it with this one, which <clears throat> does make Ranger a little hard to justify as they're a half-caster, and at fourth level, they have, like, barely any spells. I mean, they Which get, can't be used really in combat. Right, they can't be anyways. used anyways. So, I mean, maybe it's fine and you're getting your hunter's mark, which lasts a while. So maybe it's all right. Not a big deal. Yeah. At, so at third level, you get three first level spells. So that's officially, as long as you don't lose concentration, three encounters, you can use hunter's mark and then two plus however many rages you end up getting encounters, you can use rage. It goes back to that idea of you've just got options of how you want to tackle this specific combat but both of them kind of feel the same you want to deal damage or do you want to deal damage <laughs> one does more damage one's a little more tanky right but that, i mean that's fine you just have options yeah and you still Not get that wrong fighting styles you get that favored enemy you get that favored terrain or natural explorer oh yeah that changes everything it's great i like it uh i think my favorite is gonna probably i'm gonna probably throw my head in the ring for uh hunter totem yeah just for mechanic wise mechanically sure. and flavor wise especially right. i think there is really it's kind of generic but i really like the idea and the combo and hunter uh you get those those martial abilities and it's pretty obvious what choices you're going to want to make based off how you're doing but you're like a slightly more technical axe monster right right and i think that i said that earlier but i think the ranger in general adding that in adds a bit of depth to your barbarian it makes it so you have this more tactical side instead right. of just being you know run in there and kill stuff right um, yeah i do also like hunter with barbarian really really almost any of them All right hunter even at third level though what um what's your first thing colossus slayer which is great which is they've, if they've taken any damage you can do an extra 1d8 of damage on a single attack per turn giant killer that the that one's also good it just feels a little situational because only when a large or larger creature within five feet of you misses you with an attack, you can use your reaction to immediately attack them. Yeah, I never loved that one too much. Colossus Slayer is always the one that immediately jumped out at me as the right. best. Because you're just, if something is below its max HP, when are things not below their max HP? Right. Uh, one, literally one attack, and then you're getting a D8 in addition for the rest of it. Hordebreaker really? does make a good case for itself. It with does. With the multi-weapon barbarian flat increase because you get your extra attack true yeah say uh once on each of your turns when you make a weapon attack you can make another attack with the same weapon against a different creature that was within five feet of the original target it's still within range so that this is a great potential to just keep attacking yeah right. i say it doesn't take a bonus action or anything so yeah if you're five in barbarian you're dual wielding so you get your two attacks then the bonus action attack and then this horde breaker attack so that's four attacks each one with the plus rage damage right yeah that's nice so that definitely competes with colossus slayer especially if you have multiple enemies yeah no yeah. i can totally see that and that just comes down to your origin story however you want to do it as you know for the ranger side of it what 
made you be a ranger? Was it, you know, you saw your village attacked by goblins? Great, maybe Hordebreaker makes more sense. Or was it attacked by a single troll and now Colossus Slayer makes more sense? That's really basic examples, but yeah, whatever one makes more sense. I did like the idea of Path of the Storm Herald and basically any ranger type. Those Mm -hmm. go very well with your natural explorer favored terrain stuff. Yeah. I'm just not mechanically not a big fan of Storm Heralds. I think the C1 is actually pretty worthwhile on a... This would not work with your dual wielding one, but uh, as a bonus action, you can target a creature in your aura and they take 1d6 lightning damage and that does scale at 10th and 15th. On a save, they have to make a deck saving throw. Correct. Yeah. It's just some extra damage. your DC of wisdom. Yeah, A plus your... Oh, plus with your con. Okay. A plus your proficiency plus your con is your DC. That's not bad. It's it's not going to be crazy. But they still take half on a... Success. Yeah, so half of it's just not a lot of damage. Yeah, it does. It's an additional damage, though. So I mean, using your bonus action, right? Which isn't being used for anything else if you're not going the dual dual wielder one. Correct. So yeah. I mean, it's it's something. It's it's something, but yeah. I, I still don't like it. I'd rather just go totem and become a barbarian. I mean, <laughs> no, it's, everyone compare, would yeah, rather do right. that. Kevin. I think it's going for a different flavor, though, entirely. Sure. You know, it's it's actually trying to focus on that terrain aspect of it instead of just how much damage you can deal. Yeah. So it's, it's purely, you're right, it's not mechanically better, but if you like that flavor and you want to be very ingrained in wherever you came from, that, that land and that terrain, I think it works really well. Especially if you only go a little bit into Ranger, because one area where that starts to break off is that I think at level six, you get another natural explorer area or maybe at a different level. And if you're like, oh, I was raised in the desert and all I care about is the desert. Hmm. But I have to pick another one. I guess the mountains are pretty cool. So we'll add that in. But, you know, right. If you're the sea and you want to stick with the sea or the desert or the tundra, whatever it may be, I think it it works pretty well. I think that you you actually describe perfectly why this fits um, flavor wise and why we don't like it. It really does take on effect of the worst aspect of the ranger, which is pigeonholing yourself to something you have literally zero control over. Yeah, you can be like, guys, guys, we have to go on a desert adventure. And everybody else is like, we're not traveling. (laughs) Four months to look for quests in the desert. I don't care how good you are in the desert. (laughs) Please. That's kind of the same uh, thematic goal of this subclass. So that's why I don't really like it. So I will counter that with it depends on your campaign just because if you are like it doing a campaign where it's like this is specific to the sea okay now it makes a lot of sense or if you are doing one where you're like yeah most of the world is a desert I'm, i know that that's like really specific but in those specific instances i think this would be a great choice and i've definitely run a mainly sea specific campaign and i feel like a lot of people have as well or maybe yeah. not who knows yeah, i'm sure they have <laughs> we'll take a poll yeah. But mechanically, as usual, it's not going to be as good as going Barbarian, because nothing is. (laughs) Another thing, uh, we did not bring this up last time, because it wasn't a humongous deal, but the capstone of the Barbarian, you're always going to lose your capstone as a multi-class. Yep. And this is one of those ones that if you are doing a level 20 campaign, I don't know, it's kind of hard to pass up. That's mm-hmm. fair. It's it's definitely not a uh, the ranger level twenty capstone yeah, sucks. Who gives a shit? The barbarian one is the one where you get plus 
four to strength and constitution. And oh, to it 20. Can, yeah, it could break the 20 cap. Yeah. Which is so, nuts. Yeah. So 24 strength gives you plus seven, plus seven to all of your damage bonuses and right. attack rolls. And then the constitution, I mean, that's right there. 80 health you get added on because you're getting, no, 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 I'm no. sorry. 40 health. 40 health. 40 health that you're getting tagged on at level 20 plus, right. you know. That's a huge deal. It's like, right. oh, now I have 40 more health. Right. And like, effectively, yeah. as a barbarian, effectively 80. Because if you're going barbarian, you're resistant to everything besides psychic. It just keeps stacking. And yeah. if you do the, the unarmored thing, now it's suddenly getting like a little bit crazy. That's true, well. too. Your armor class is now going to go up two points as well. And say, so if you were at 20 dex and then 24 con, so that would be plus 12. So you would have 22. Correct. Plus AC. a shield if you wanted it. <laughs> any Why? Armor. At any point, it's just like naked with a shield. It's like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It never happens, but it is like when I think of capstones, I think of the barbarian one most yeah. of the time. Like that is a really solid one. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So that's hard to pass up. Missing out on, but probably not because no one gets to level twenty. Right. 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 But as for like a level ten build, I feel like you know three ranger or three barbarian. I guess whichever way you want it to go works right. pretty well. Seven yeah. in the other. Um, I don't think we've talked much about a small dip into barbarian and then mostly ranger. I, I really think that it just comes down to you would have to really limit your rages because most of as being a ranger, you're going to like go most of the day and have all of your spells still be like, oh, I guess I can rage now if I want. I don't see much benefit to it. And it's always good having your back pocket, especially what we mm-hmm. said that even if you aren't using it for damage as a resistance tool, it's really freaking solid. Yeah. You know, having two barbarian modes even if you just use the resistances, that's really good. <laughs> but then it sucks because then like when you are a higher level ranger, like comboing your spells up is going to be pretty important, at least somewhat useful. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it'll be tough, but you know, I would side with uh, dip into ranger is probably my favorite of this, but I think it could work either way. Yeah, even mm-hmm. just three dip for hunter. And then getting yeah. Colossus Slayer. I see, I see the other way around. Dip into Barbarian. Just because we've talked about previously, the Rangers at higher levels really fall off. So you're not losing a whole bunch, and but you're standing to gain a decent amount, assuming you are a strength-based Ranger. Okay. So right. you would have to kind of plan it from the beginning. Of course. I mean, it doesn't have to be like, you got to 17, and now I'm taking three levels in no, Barbarian. No, no, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, the, the WD Meldon bitterness bounce out of Ranger definitely comes into play here. <laughs> yeah, this fifth is a bitterness bounce. Yeah. I just wouldn't yeah. want to play a Ranger for more than like five minutes. <laughs> I still stand by Ranger is is still one of my favorite classes. I really like Ranger. I mean, you just, you can't say things like that because nobody believes that. It's just to make people <laughs> mad. It's not. I think it's, it's, it's fun. I feel like every time there's a Ranger at the table... They have fun. I have fun. What's wrong with them? I'll say this. Oh, um, the terrain's not very useful. Okay, make it useful. Stop being such a baby DM. You can rebalance the ranger with broken feats. Mm. And I, I'm saying broken kind of facetiously. Like the uh, crossbow expert really makes the ranger shine. Right. It would make a fighter shine probably more, but it makes the ranger competitive. Right. And you just got to add that little bo- uh, little boost to them, and it's it's a fine class. Yeah. Right, yeah, when I did the Strength Ranger, he was half-orc, polearm. He had a polearm master and sentinel, and he was a ranger. And then I actually used Zephyr Strike more than Hunter's Mark. So basically, he was untouchable. He just right. kind of controlled the battlefield and ran around. Um, polearm, 
or the yeah, Zephyr or bleh, Sentinel. Let me back up. Polar Master allows you to <laughs> make an opportunity attack when they enter your range. Right. With the polearm, which is 10 feet. Sentinel drops the movement speed to zero when you make an opportunity attack on them. So, so you, it kind of sticks sticks people 10 feet out from you where they can't really attack. And then if any of that feels Zephyr Strike, which is concentration spells, allows you to move without taking any opportunity attacks. Yeah. So you basically have a 10 foot impenetrable bubble yeah that when they did come in you were like and i'm gonna walk away now because i don't want to be this close yep and then it would just be running stab them with my polearm twice and run away and it was just like there was not spikes of damage it was never like crazy impressive or anything like that but it was just consistent all the way through and those characters battlefield can be very fun yeah you don't always have to do the most damage to have the most fun it's not always important yeah, consistency, battlefield control, support, whatever. Yeah. And I think that's what rangers are, in my opinion, is I feel like they're consistent until, yes. as we've discussed, ad nauseum, level 17 and higher just sucks. <laughs> but, they just don't get much, yeah. Yeah, beyond that, I think they're great. And I don't think anybody should be like, oh, I can't play a ranger. They're not good enough. Just, just play it. They're yeah. good. So, what else? Anything else around barbarian ranger? I got That's my spiel, man. Oh, here's my thing. I never want to play a barbarian. I've <laughs> never once felt compelled to play a barbarian. And never never will. It's kind of boring. It's, <laughs> I think because of this show and the idea of multi-classing with one, maybe. But uh yeah, I don't love barbarians. But Why? I love rangers. I just I just think they're boring. Like everybody says, oh, well, they don't have to just be like run in smash stuff, but every single one of their things feels like run in smash stuff. And like just their play style is just not that exciting. I feel like they don't have tons of different things they can do. They do their one thing, they do it very well, and then nothing else. Well, that's I mean, that's also your Mr. D and D intellectual take on exciting. I yeah. think a lot of people would have a lot more fun at the table if all they did was the same thing very well. <laughs> it's, it's great for some people. No, it totally is. I'm that's why I said it in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um I would love to play a barbarian. And just ruin stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do a really good job of playing the dumb barbarian type. I love that type. You should. I don't know why you didn't do it. Because I never played druid. a druid. I wanted to play a druid. Well, one day I'll kill off Musty and we'll give you a new character. And then I'll kill that one off when you get bored. And I'll just keep going. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right. Then now anything else about Barbarian Ranger? All right, so before we move on into our Monster of the Week, once again, we have our promotional period. Uh, This podcast was brought to you by us. We just funded ourselves and do our own thing. We don't have sponsors, but uh, we mostly go off of fan appreciation. So if you drop a review or uh, subscribe to our subreddit or our Twitter, follow us, talk with us, whatever, uh, it will make us keep going and uh attention keeps our heart beating <laughs> exactly exactly beyond that yeah let's let's uh move on to our monster of the week this time's monster is the behir it is a combination of a centipede and crocodile according to the book and a creation of the giants in their war against the dragons they created this bizarre lightning sausage to <laughs> stalk around the underdark and just fuck with dragons it is a pretty high challenge rating enemy and its primary goal is to swallow enemies whole. So guys, are you scared of the Behir? 
Yes. Well, not when you call it a little sausage. It's a lightning sausage. Yeah, it but sounds adorable. It's a centipede crocodile. Yeah, okay. With lightning. You I mean, got that's... me there. <laughs> yeah, no, this thing hits like a truck. Yeah. Uh, challenge rating 11. It does two attacks. Bite or constrict. Uh, the bite is plus 10 to hit and 3d10 plus 6 piercing damage. The constrict is also plus 10 to hit and it does 2d10 2d10 plus 6 bludgeoning plus 2d10 plus 6 slashing. So basically 4d10 plus 12 yeah, and that's damage. That's uh to specify, that's its multi-attack. It actually has four different attacks. The two you mentioned, and it has a lightning breath, and it can swallow. Yes. So you're running the gamut here. The lightning breath is nothing to mess with. We're talking DC 16 deck saving throw or take 12 D10 lightning damage on a failed save. Yeah, it is just a line attack, though, of 20 feet, 5 feet wide. So it, it's been narrow. It's not like a dragon's cone or something. Right, right, right. And it has a recharge of 5 to 6. Which is pretty frequent. Yeah. Um, I, I would Approximately wanna... a third of the time. Hmm. <laughs> what, what type of play style are we looking at here? You said that its main thing is it wants to swallow things. It's, it's very much uh, draconic. It's a creation of the giants as a fire with fire weapon against their mortal enemy, the dragon. Right. So it plays remarkably similar in my eyes to a dragon with, I don't know, uh, less intelligence, Much more less. stealth, and their lair really isn't a thing. <laughs> so nothing like a dragon. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the, everything else, it's still clawing and, well, it's biting, constricting, and breathing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a way to give players the flavor, kind of, of a dragon fight without it being this huge, momentous thing. A, a dragon fight generally should not be a random encounter. Right. You're walking through the woods and a dragon fights you roll, roll initiative. It's like, usually you prep for it, the players know it's coming, they prepare for it, try and draw it out of its lair or whatever. This could very well be a random encounter. I mean, it's a huge monstrosity. You're walking through the Underdark, it tunnels through a wall and attacks you or whatever. Or you stumble into its lair and it tries to ambush and eat you. Right. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And it, as you said, it it hits like a truck. Even, you know, despite its, its bite and constrict, it has its swallow ability. That's going to be important. Uh, which triggers when it makes a bite attack against a medium or smaller target that it is grappling. Um, which I believe, and I might have cut you off on this. Yeah, constrict you, will grapple. Right. So when you use but, the constrict attack that grapples, you can always constrict first and then bite, which would then immediately trigger the swallow, would it not? Yep. Okay. So uh, in one turn, you can constrict, do 4d10 plus 12 damage. Then, Varying types, but yeah. Yep. They're immediately grappled. The escape DC is 16. Then they which, go to, yeah, the PC would have to do as an action on their turn. Right. If they're hit with constrict, they're just grappled. Then you go in for the bite, do 3d10 plus 6 damage, and then they're swallowed, which follows the same swallow as basically everything else. You're immediately swallowed, uh, you're blinded and restrained, have total cover against attacks and other outside effects. Uh, in this case, you take 6d6 acid damage at the start of each of the Bahir's turns. can only have one creature swallowed at a time, the way to get out is dealing 30 damage or more in a single turn from the inside. So not just anyone doing 30 damage, the one internally. Uh, and then it still makes a DC 14 constitution saving throw. If it beats a DC 14 con save, which is pretty low when it has plus four con, uh, you're still swallowed. 
Right. So <clears throat> it's not just good at getting you yeah. swallowed. It's also good at keeping the creature down. Yep. Also, if you're restrained or if you are grappled from its constrictability, you're also restrained. No, oh, yeah. Let's follow a bite, bite attack to swallow you. It's got which, advantage. Yep. And if the bite attack hits while you are constricted, it's just an automatic swallow. So it's pretty likely as long as that constrict it's yeah. you have plus 10 to hit. <laughs> challenge rating 11 i would not gonna get, i would not want to get crit against that it's 8d10 Oof. in theory as well it could constrict which once you're restrained you have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws or is it automatically fail i think it's a, i can't remember i'm pulling it up yep. um disadvantage on dexterity saving throws yeah. so you're giving disadvantage against its lightning breath as well and it has immunity to lightning. Oh, so, so it could just... Yeah, it can just coil you up and then just... <laughs> like, boom. And it's just like right in your face. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's a really screwed up image. And then it eats you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it kind of like cooks you with the lightning breath and the next turn it eats you. <laughs> yeah. And that's just... It, it's... The only issue you're going to run into is the fact that this thing is going to be fought by itself. So the... Curse of 5th Edition is the action economy. This thing doesn't have legendary actions by any means. Mm -hmm. So a group of level 11s are going to kill this in two or three rounds. I mean, it's it would be a medium encounter. Right. But a group of level 7s or 8s, this is like yeah. a tough fight. That's yeah. like ranging into single attack kills right. with 66 uh, average damage on that lightning breath. Or, I mean, these things, they have to be able to reproduce. Right. So you find a mating pair, you fight two of them, find one with offspring and just kind of a weakened version. Or these could probably be minions of storm giants. Ooh. These would for like a really tough fucking fight. These yeah. would fit in the Drake role. The added yeah. Drakes are like dragon guards that some people employ. This would be great for uh, giants, because the yeah. giants never get employed dragons to do No, 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 yeah. So yeah, a bunch of storm giants with a Bahir minion. I mean that that's a tough fight. Yeah. I don't even know the the CR for Storm Giants, but it's up there. They're in, the top one. I mean, yeah. they're top in the ordinary. I mean, plus they've got all their flavored ones. So I mean, it goes as far as you want it. You right. could have guard behirs at some point with your high level campaign. Mm -hmm. So yeah, or maybe this thing has real small stuff, kind of like parasitic things. Sort of, I'm thinking like lamprey on sharks, that sort of thing. Just hang out with it, just beasts. Oh, okay, just things to kind of throw as little yeah, little distractions, things like that. I don't know what would fit there. I don't either because yeah. the little flavor text describes a named Bahir eating three giants, six troglodytes, and a mind flare. Three giant bats. Not three, three giant giants. bats. <laughs> three giant bats. Six troglodytes, which are the nastiest things in the world. Yeah. And a mind flare, which I can't imagine is safe. But to there's eat. plenty of room in my belly for you and your friends. So they'll eat literally. Which actually bit. mechanically doesn't back it up because they can only swallow. <laughs> It specifically says they can only have one creature swallowed. Well, time. actually, Lud the Bahir, you can only swallow one at a time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, and these things speak draconic. They're not just beasts. They're monsters with an intelligence and the ability to speak. They are pretty Very well. low intelligence, though. A seven. Seven. I mean, that's just... It's one less than my PC. <laughs> so, the yeah. dumbest of the dumb. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's... I guess in the sense that I don't think this thing's going to be reasoned with uh in like a like oh we can have a a mutual trade here maybe we can go hunt for you and bring you food but it doesn't have like you already brought me food it doesn't have <laughs> it doesn't have greater motives beyond food 
is what it seems like to me. Yeah. Serve the storm giants because they told you to and eat and reproduce. They're yeah. not like... Kill dragons. Sure. I mean, you could bring that into the mix. I, I could see you being able to manipulate, let you know, allowing the party to manipulate one of these. They do have that just... In, not instringic. What's the word? Instinctual? Sure. Uh, hatred of dragons. Yep. Because that's what they were created Intrinsic. for. Intrinsic. That's the word. Thank you. Yeah, instinctual wasn't right, but fit. So offering up information about dragons or I hear rumors of dragons coming to... Yeah, you know, they're flying over here now to make uh make their layer in this area. Would you like some information on that? Or even if not, like it, it really doesn't actually go into detail on these things' motives. We're kind of making assumptions based on what they give, but it's kind of a blank slate. The fact that they could speak and have an intelligence of seven means that you can absolutely give them motives. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Maybe yeah. it's just to like uh, the one you guys ran into, right? Yeah, yeah not so. I was really disappointed you didn't get to fight it, but <laughs> were you were you gearing up for us to fight that one? It was it was a hook. I was gonna see how it went. Okay. So this was an out of the abyss. You're traveling through the underdark. It was just this random encounter I kind of put together. Um it, it was inspired off of a random role in the book and just sort of made it a little more interesting where you came across a quote unquote zoo of sorts of these kind of increasingly deadlier monsters. This person was showing you from far away, and the kind of the jewel of it was the Bahir who was chained to the ground and kept shouting something at you in Draconic. He was begging for help, by the mm, way. Right. Yeah. I don't think anyone spoke Draconic. No, no. no. <laughs> and I try to really play up. It's like all of these creatures are absolutely miserable. This yeah. is clearly not okay. They're, she's enslaving and trapping like intelligent creatures in the zoo, so to speak, and mistreating them. See? And then you guys are like, oh, that that's this makes me feel sad. We should leave. Not, so, this makes me feel sad. <laughs> we should fix this. All right, that's how I would react to a bad zoo in I the real world. <laughs> no, it was it really was perfectly fine. Building it, I was 50-50 on if you guys were going to engage in this hook or not. So it really was fine. But if it was any other campaign, yeah, Out of the Abyss did two things. One gave us a huge goal that was more important than literally anything else, and two made for the most bleak world possible yeah in D. <laughs> so it started to get to the point where it's like oh that's sad but so is everything everything <laughs> is sad down here we can't fix all of the sadness let's fix the sadness that we're here to fix right so it, it like no, i, I think it was a great hook i honestly kind of figured that was like where things were leaning but i mean heck what, what we're just going to take half a day and risk our lives when we have a greater purpose out right. there it, it was good it was cool yeah. it was still fun even if we didn't uh get we have gotten it. eaten by that be here I was going to play it by ear, depending on how you set it free, what how you handled the situation. Like, if I just, like, flew over there and just, like, cut the chain, it probably would have ended poorly. Depends. <laughs> if you tried to, like, make any attempt to talk to it or stuff, no, but... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and then the zookeeper had this, like... There's also the question. It was, like, a single dwarf. Mm-hmm. Why did... How'd she capture it here? Yeah. Yeah, she sacrificed her partner in this. Like, she poisoned the partner and then fed the poisoned partner to the Bahir. Oh. Who then... It, 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 they already go into a very vulnerable, sluggish state after they eat. They're like snakes in that right, sense. Right, right. And then this one was poisoned. So she's completely unconscious when they able to get chained down and all that. Hmm. All of it wasted. Why did she sacrifice her partner instead of, like, I don't know, any type of food? That seems messed up. She also wanted to get the partner out of the way. Oh, there you go. Yeah. See, that's she good wasn't DMing good right there. Yeah. It doesn't know. It doesn't matter if he had that prep beforehand. <laughs> he, somebody asked the question and he came up with an answer. Take notes, everyone. That's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a scary fight. Uh, I think it's always important to bring up the skill set. Perception plus six. I don't know what you're going to do with that. Maybe it's just hard to sneak up on this guy. Yes. That's that, probably that's the main exactly thing. exactly what it is. Stealth plus seven, which means it's going to be real good at sneaking up on you. Yep. That's pretty high. Yeah. And it's fast as hell. And it's fast as hell. 50 foot speed and climb speed of 40 feet. Yeah. And how it's moved is terrifying. So it has, oh, I mean, yeah. it's it's like I said, it's kind of a long body of a steak, snake with a bunch of legs. <laughs> Steak. Yeah. Long steak. <laughs> Delicious. Snake. Yeah, well, a bunch of legs out of it, sort of like a centipede that was uh-huh. said earlier. And then we use those legs to climb. If it's moving on the ground, it just kind of like tucks its legs in and slithers around like a snake. It's so creepy. <laughs> 50 feet. But that would be a speed. really, really cool entrance for it, where you like just describe that scene of the Bahir slithering through, and then it like gets close to the party, and you just see the legs like plop out. Yeah. That's fun. That's yep. good stuff. Yeah, in terms of its stealth and perception, it goes into a little bit of its layer. It doesn't get layer actions or anything like that, but it's always in very hard-to-reach spots using its climb speed to get itself wedged up in cavern ceilings and at the back of like long like slot canyons and tunnels and stuff like that. And the idea is if anybody gets close, it's going to pick up on them and then use its stealth and climb speed to be able to ambush them and get a meal. Yeah, and I think because that description makes it a uh, perfect setup for a there is a nuisance Bahir type quest. Um, whatever yeah. the its motives is, maybe it's just eating things and that's right. pissing people off. Great, now there's you know go kill this thing, which makes it a very specific task. If you you know sometimes you just want your party to fight something. <laughs> no, this is yeah. a good fight too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think th- also fight. this would make a really cool mini. I haven't seen it, Ooh. but like it's a cool design. And yeah. I think it'd look really good on a table. Yeah, definitely. What I always, it's huge. So I think that's how many that's squares? Three. Like nine squares, nine squares. Yeah. Three by three. Um, that definitely gives you some space and this one would be a, a coiler. Uh, so I think that would definitely look cool. Let's see if yeah. we can find a Bahir mini. <laughs> I don't think there's much else to them, though. I mean, we, we've been, we've had this series of like these more like intricate monsters where there's a bunch right. of them that we're kind of down to. Just, it's a monster. It's right. Make your players cool. fight it. Yeah. It'll be a cool fight. It'll be potentially a memorable fight if you do it well and, you know, really mess them up, which you can do easily in just like one or two turns. But you're not getting a campaign out of this no. by any means. You're not <laughs> getting like a, a huge arc. It's just a it's a fun monster of the week to make your party fight. Yep. And sometimes you need those. Yep, throwing them in. Challenge rate in 11. If it's by itself, throw them against probably party level 7s. Yeah. I think give, them, be... give them some minions. Just look through whatever makes sense. Maybe like, um, oh, Methods? Methods? Methods. <laughs> I might be saying the name wrong. Where the, the different <laughs> no, ones for right. each elemental. Is there like a lightning method? Um, Storm method, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, probably. I can see them just kind of hanging around. Like They just it, gather here. Here wouldn't want to eat it. Yeah, I don't think yeah, there's maybe. any calories in a method. Yeah. Like, you know, no. stuff like that. I think that's actually a really great one to throw because they just kind of hang out near whatever elemental thing. Uh, so that, that fits. Yeah. I'm not seeing a storm one. I see dust, smoke, steam. There might be one. Otherwise, just I don't know. flavor yeah. it. <laughs> it does lightning damage. Right, right. You just take the, the lava method and make it an electricity one, a lightning method. Right. Perfect. Perfect. air the air ones might kind of fit or like an air elemental i'm realizing there's no like lightning elemental but there's air elementals which kind of fits that right you know yeah that would definitely be cool 
good good option there. Yeah. I really can't think of any other like leech type ones that would be around. Oozes. Really? Maybe. I don't know. Just kind of on my everything. default. Yeah. <laughs> because like nothing wants to eat a ooze. The Bahir is not going to try and eat an ooze. Right. And the oozes are not going to be able to take out a Bahir. But the Bahir probably leaves behind scraps. Hmm. That's kind of my thought. Okay. It, it maybe is a little bit of a stretch, but maybe. But who cares? It's your fight. Yeah. You yeah. make it whatever you want. Right. If the players need justification, that's their problem. <laughs> I don't know. You come up with why. I don't know. <laughs> they were just there. I'm just the storyteller. <laughs> I didn't make this world, man. <laughs> all right. That's that's all I got. Any closing thoughts? None for me. Anything you want to tell our listeners that you guys have been holding out on for a while? I don't like Booming Blade. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't hold out. That was like, yeah. like 20 minutes in it's an like episode. It's like every single time Booming Blade comes up, one of you launches into a tyrant on how you dislike Booming Blade. I've been You're thinking about it. You're not holding off. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. I'm just like, he always casts Booming Blade. <laughs> in the current campaign? Yeah. It's like every time. Every yeah. friggin' attack is Booming Blade. I'm like, yeah. That's what he does. I know. I don't know why I don't like it. I, just I don't like it. That's how I feel too. But it's like, there's nothing wrong. There was, when we first started playing, there was a couple of times that like Scott like looked over at me like is everything he is he's doing okay and i'm like yes it's fine it's just really strong about me what yeah, i'm doing yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I, didn't, I didn't pick well, up on that you were like you were running in you were having you're waiting waiting uh you were waiting until your owl came in and then using him to get advantage letting the what owl go advantage. just sneak attack sneak attack yeah. sorry using the owl's flyby ability so that it didn't provoke opportunity attacks using booming blade and then disengaging as a bonus action <laughs> Can you do that? Yeah, yeah you yeah, just have to yeah. be a huge nerd who looks into this stuff too much. And yeah. actually, all that's just being an arcane trickster. Yeah, like, I, I'm multi-classed into a paladin. Right, that had nothing to do with it. It's just that's just straight arcane trickster shenanigans. Yep, that's how they play. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Though I think holding, you aren't able to bonus action after you do your held action, which you didn't. I don't know if you did that. I just, the no, combination yeah. you made was impossible, but he did. He does stuff similar to that. Yeah. Right. Every round. Right. Right. right some form of it and, you know it's just fine i i'm numb to it at this right, point yeah. where it's just like oh he's doing tons of damage it's like yes that's why all of the orcs have plus two ac and i tripled their health <laughs> like <laughs> otherwise these aren't yeah. fun fights you know i just balance it, around the it. damage actually on par like with um with a normal fifth level character yeah with like the, the ranger doing three three attacks three he's, attacks or um the Eldritch Knight doing two. So for the Ranger doing three attacks, the the one in our party right now, for him to get comparable levels of damage, he has to do Sharpshooter, which is taking some negatives to it, you know, minus right. five to each of their attacks. So no, I think doesn't. if if all three, sh- if he takes Sharpshooter and all three hit, that's plus 30 damage. Oh, I understand that. I have yet to break 30 damage in my attacks. I mean, so what do you, you do? How many D8 on your boom? So if it's just, if I have sneak attack, uh-huh. so the, the weapon attacks a D8, then the booming blade adds a D8. So it's 2D8. And then the sneak attack at the level I'm at is 2D6. Right. So it's 2D8 plus 2D6 plus five. Right. And then I think it's so one yeah, like, time, one time you smite it on top of that. Yeah. I could smite as the paladin. Right. Which, which is using a resource. Yeah. Which is fine. There's a limit, like three times a day I can do it. I don't right. have any small slots. So it comes out, ignoring smites, it comes out a bit higher than the rest of them, but it's all or nothing. Yep. I do all that damage or I do literally nothing where they could hit spread it out over two or three attacks. So it's kind of, it's more risky. I think it's actually really well balanced. I, I'm not bothered by it at all. 
It's, I'm just saying it's it, very obviously optimized, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm not here to shoot down optimization. I'm just here to say that if I threw a standard, you know, challenge rating appropriate encounter at you guys, you'd be like, well, this isn't fun. You want to be optimized so that you can fight bigger, badder stuff. Right. That's just how it works. Yeah. And as we've talked about plenty of times before, the DMs always in this weird, not weird spot, but just they're in this spot where if things get too easy, you make it harder. I have no limit on how hard I can make it. There's a right. reason I haven't thrown an ancient dragon at you guys, because <laughs> that would be too hard. There's also a reason why I haven't made you fight three goblins in a fight, because that's too easy. Right. It's all it comes down to. Go ahead and make your character as great as you want, as long as everyone's having fun. That's all that matters. Yep. And Will's not having fun, because... Yes. I don't like anything. <laughs> And also my optimized character. He has a backstory. He has a personality. There's justifications for it all. It's not just a stat block. Yeah, I think that's the biggest, most alienating thing about an optimized character is when the person optimizing it isn't there to role play at all. They're there for big numbers and playing it like a video game. Yeah. That's not fun for the table. And we've had that person before who it's went happened. like a, a triple multi-class. And oh, yeah. it just like, it's like, well, what is your character? And they're like, nothing. It's like, why do you have the lucky feet? because or no there was a halfling yeah. either way it was just like total bullshit over the top min maxing munchkin yeah, like, no, with no justification for None. it no attempt to role play nope yeah just i'm these three it's things like, so and there are tables that would be great at ours was not one of them we were a table of people who enjoy role playing and doing all that right in addition to optimizing yes but yes how do we get from the Bahir to this? I don't he like didn't like Blue. Blue. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody really cares about what we talk about. We're just here to ramble. Yeah. <laughs> I assumed. I don't know. All All right. Right. Well, my position on Booming Blade hasn't changed. <laughs> <laughs> how, how have you liked Spore Druid, Will? Uh, it's all right. I'm a little excited for my next ability. Which is when? That's level six. Okay. Is everyone ready to level up yet? I'm, uh, I'm getting mm-hmm. pretty ready. Good. I think a, a few solid more encounters and we're like... I'm going to be bored. Okay, good. Very good. That's where I want to put it. I, <laughs> I saw a poll recently that was like, how long should it take a character to get from level one to level 20? People were like, it should be about a year. I was like, that's ridiculous. We like at the rate we're going right now, it's been 10 sessions. You guys have been level five. <laughs> it's like probably going to be a couple more if I'm being honest. Yeah. But um, I'm really playing into that. Uh, when we were doing out of the abyss, we had that period where we were, out of the abyss and level seven for like two months or something, three months almost. And I loved it. I really enjoyed being like getting to know my class instead of just this rapid, like whiplash of level ups. Yeah. So it's, I just got to dangle it in front of you guys where it's like it, you know, you want it, you want it, but you never want to feel like you don't want to level up. Right. Yeah, no, I, I'm good with it all. It was my, the only thing, this was my fault. I pre-made my character before joining the campaign at level six. Right. And then we're coming, it's like, yeah, we're still level five. And I had to de-level him. And like, ah. Oh, oh. That's my just baby. the worst feeling. My oath of vengeance. <laughs> exactly, yeah. My vow of enmity. My hunter's mark. My extra land hands. Mm. Yeah, I'm okay with that. You're yeah. never leveling up, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is somewhat time to just keep taking rogue slots, though. Rogues are just consistently great. Yeah, they're they're something, all right. Yeah. All right, that's enough of that. We'll let you all go. Last right. <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, dismissed. <laughs> Join us next week. Yep. Thanks, thanks for listening. Oh, I was really trying to do it at the same time. You never want all to right, do that. All right.
Thanks for thanks for listening. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, for real this all time. Right, all right, all right. Three, two, one. Thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. Will you forget? You know, what? just end it. I don't really do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, next time. So next time is the bard monk and okay. beholders. Monk. Beholders. Yeah. We didn't do bard monk. The bonk sounds ridiculously familiar. It wasn't. <laughs> Okay. Feel free to check again. We are going to do an <laughs> entire again. episode. Like half of it's going to. We didn't do this. No, it doesn't say so on the spreadsheet. <laughs> we should re-release like it three then. Reddit comments. Hey, you guys already did that. That would be hilarious, though. And of course, being us and being total idiots, we would completely contradict our last time. <laughs> <laughs> next time on Monsters and Multiplex. Join us next time as we discuss the Bard Monk multiclass and the Beholders from Monster Manual and Volus Guide to Monsters.